by the time we were able, as can I say, we collectively, as the group that fights child trafficking, to intervene, she was pretty well painted as an evil woman, this 16-year-old child. Now, what's interesting about that is we've always known for years and years that these are young women. In fact, some of the earliest terminology, they didn't call them call women. They called them call girls. Hello, and welcome to Invading the Darkness, stories from the fight against child sex trafficking, featuring Linda Smith, the founder of Shared Hope International. Join Linda as she shares stories from her 23 years of fighting the battle of domestic minor sex trafficking. Our desire is that each episode of Invading the Darkness will help you understand the importance of fighting child sex trafficking, as well as equip you to join in that fight. In this episode, Linda takes you deeper into the story of Zephy Trevino, a minor who was sold for sex and charged with capital murder after a trafficker shot and killed a buyer. Linda also discusses the need for an affirmative defense for all child sex trafficking victims, a legal term used for defendants that are accused of a certain crime. I want to talk about another pretty ordinary girl and her family. The difference here is that they're in another state and their laws are a little different. But you see, Zephy is up for criminal charges for being a part of a murder that was committed by her trafficker and his friend as they were beating and shooting two of the buyers brought to the house where they were selling Zephy. Like Brianna, she had an ordinary family. Like Brianna, she was in sports. Like Brianna, she was a good student, but an older boyfriend wooed her online. When I heard about this case, she was already fully brushed, as if they had put a brush on her forehead and wrote the letter P, prostitute. Very, very difficult to read the headlines of this child who was a part of one of the most common trafficking tactics that we've defined being used all over the United States and, in fact, the world. In the Netherlands, they call this type of trafficking and trafficker lover boys, building a relationship with an older boyfriend, sometimes an older teen, sometimes a young man in their 20s, and the girl eventually thinking, he's pretty cool. Well, that's what happened to Zephy. Now, some would argue this, and they'll argue it in court. Because, see, Zephy, in the first headlines, it was said, two teenagers, because their trafficker was 19, two teenagers involved in murder. His attorney said, oh, she was the culprit. She came on and she organized all of the murder, but she never, ever shot anyone. The trafficker did. She was the one in the house being prostituted by two older boy pimps, 18 and 19. They pistol whipped two buyers and then murdered one by shooting them. Never did she participate in this. But she was being prosecuted as if she was equal 
to her trafficker and the two men that pistol-whipped and then shot the buyers. You see, it became very clear that in Texas, the law wasn't being followed. And you say, why? Because Texas had a law that said she was a traffic victim, that she was involved in commercial sex at under 18. She's a traffic victim. Well, all of a sudden, you started seeing her inadequate defense because her attorney did not plea. This girl was a traffic victim. This is how trafficking works. Most of these girls have an older boyfriend. Some of you listened to another podcast where you heard it chosen from Brianna and Lacey. You see, this was common, but in that community where most people didn't really understand trafficking, they could get away with headlines that say that they were boyfriend and girlfriend and never say a thing about the fact that under the state law of Texas, because she was in commercial sex, she was a traffic victim. I looked further and I'm going, why didn't they do that? Why didn't they bring that defense? Well, the majority of states say that comes up first when a child's in commercial sex, that this is a traffic victim, and it's called an affirmative defense. It just means it can be brought up as one of the defenses. So therefore, it informs the case and uses the current law. But you see, no one had done that because Texas doesn't have that defense. The trafficked child's attorney doesn't have that ability. It was very hard to understand in this case if the if her appointed defense attorney knew that or not, because it looked like when I started watching it and becoming involved, that she was actually uh, in the process of them recommending she plea bargain to around 10 years. Now, again, I'm a little bit of an outsider here, but she didn't have a strong defense. While this time was happening, though, what was important (laughs) is the defense for the trafficker. He started painting her with the oldest paintbrush, with the painting technique that painted her as that evil fallen woman. Now, remember this 16-year-old who had met this guy online not long before who became her trafficker. But she was just this evil person who had arranged all of this. And in fact, she put herself online to market herself. Now you realize also that most pimps require the victim of trafficking, the person they've snared, they've wooed, to be the person that actually places themselves online. This was common too. But he was using that, the trafficker's attorney, to paint her in the court of public opinion. By the time we were able, as can I say, we collectively, as the group that fights child trafficking to intervene, she was pretty well painted as an evil woman, this 16-year-old child. Now, what's interesting about that is we've always known for years and years that these are young women. In fact, some of the earliest terminology, they didn't call them call women, they called them call girls. This has been a young market for many, many, many years with the changed language, but I'm not going to go there right now. They started painting her word by word, defining her as a prostitute, 
a definition saying she was responsible for being prostituted. But you know, none of that makes any difference under the federal and state laws. Usually, you know, not even usually, no. None of that makes any difference. A child under 18 under the federal law who is in commercial sex is a victim of trafficking, period. There is no reason that she should have been brought up and charged in public opinion or with an illegal charge as a co-conspirator to the murder committed by her trafficker. Now today, Zephy is living through a trial and many people are standing with her and we're standing with her saying, wait a minute, the law in Texas needs to be changed. In other states, it wouldn't let that be a defense. It's not the only defense, but at least it's a defense and the law as it is and the fact that that child's a traffic victim is brought up and the conditions that create trafficking are brought up early as one of the pleas. You see, because that can't be brought up if they say, as the person who trafficked her said, she's not a traffic victim. And he said it enough to create an environment opposite their law in Texas. She is a traffic victim. She is under the federal law and she is under the state law. The simple fact that she was in commercial sex makes her a traffic victim. Now, I hear some people say, well, one part of the law says this and one part of the law says that. Shared Hope is saying right now, every state needs to make sure that when they take a child to trial or they decide to charge her or even arrest her, that they have an evaluation that includes whether she was a victim of trafficking. Was she the minor in commercial sex? Was he the minor in commercial sex? Were they being exchanged? Were they being traded for drugs? If they're under 18, the law says they can't be culpable for the crimes committed against them during the time that they're a victim of trafficking. In fact, many states have gone beyond and said if they're compelled to create a crime while they're a victim of trafficking, that would be like any slave being required to commit something against the law. Shared Hope has made a decision. Actually, Linda Smith is a very big part of that. And we've decided to say that every state has to have strong, consistent laws that assures the very systems that should protect the child doesn't victimize them further. Thank you for listening to Invading the Darkness, stories from the fight against child sex trafficking. If you would like to learn how you can help put an end to child sex trafficking, please visit sharedhope.org slash take action. New episodes of Invading the Darkness are released every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific. If you have enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a five-star rating as well as a written review. Join us in episode four and hear the process Linda went through to write the book Renting Lacey. You will also have an opportunity to download a free copy of the audiobook.